and welcome to College App 101. I'm your host, Dr. Riley. Succeeding in high school is challenging, and applying to college can be overwhelming. I hope my comments here ease the tension you may feel. As much as possible, you need to think like a college admissions counselor. She's the lady that will read your application to UNC Chapel Hill, or MIT. He's the guy that will handle your application to Johns Hopkins, or University of Michigan. I've worked with many such professionals, They're great people and interested in helping you apply to their school. Prior to advising high school students in academics and college admissions, I was a professor at Xavier University and the University of Oregon. At Xavier, I taught in the theology department. At Oregon, it was religious and Judaic studies. My teaching responsibilities at both colleges had heavy doses of biblical studies. The Bible has several famous scenes that are recreated, alluded to, or referenced in culture, art, literature, music. One memorable story is in the book of John, chapter 8, where Jesus encounters a woman who was caught being unfaithful to her husband. The encounter occurs in a crowd, and some bystanders ask if the woman should be executed, which was the penalty at the time. Jesus responds, saying something to the effect of, Whoever here is perfect, that person can execute her. Upon hearing this, the crowd slowly disperses, the author pointing out the older ones leave first. The story is famous most basically because it showcases the grace and forgiveness of Jesus. But for my purposes today, the story's relevance is the wisdom of old age. It's the older people who according to the narrator, recognize first first, that they have no grounds to enforce the death penalty. Though not always true, wisdom usually comes with age. The older a person is, the longer they've lived, the wiser they tend to be. Exceptions aside, your parent or your guardian has the advantage of seeing life from a different, more seasoned perspective. Students, you would do well to listen to their advice, and this is difficult to do. I remember being in your shoes. I was a ripe old age of 17. It occurred to me that my dad might actually know more than I did. Here's what happened. We lived in a rural town less than an hour from the nearest large city. In spring of junior year, I really wanted to drive the family car to that city to get something, but I needed dad's permission. It was after school on a sunny but hazy warm spring day late in the week. The exchange went something like this. Hey, Dad, may I take the car to go get something? Uh, now's not best. Please do it later. But I really want to go now, Dad. I understand, but you need to wait. No, Dad, I want to go now. Fine. Take the car. Go. You're going to get your way. And indeed I did. I got my way. So I got into our sedan and drove solo past fields, through small communities, and other rural neighborhoods. Then I had a little accident. My memory's fuzzy on what actually happened. I somehow drove off the road, had a minor collision, and put a hole in the front passenger side tire. And this was no small hole. The diameter was comparable to a softball's. So there I was, stranded on the side of the road, wondering what to do. Even more bitter was the realization, had I listened to dad's advice, I wouldn't be in this mess. 
My encouragement to you students, stay on good terms with your elders by following their advice. Parents, guardians, yes, but academically, it's your teachers. There's really no more important person in your schooling than your teachers. Your main goal in your relationship with them is to stay in their good graces, on good terms with them. You should do this for two primary reasons. One, it's what decent humans do. Successful people who enjoy the richest lives are kind toward others. This includes the student-teacher relationship. The second reason is there's an excellent chance your teachers will write letters of recommendation on your behalf for college apps, maybe a scholarship. Here are some tips on nurturing your relationships with teachers. Participate in class. To do that, you actually have to be in class. Show up on time. Keep your attitude positive. Do your best work. When you don't or your attitude gets bad, apologize. It's amazing how far a sincere apology will go. And in my experience with students, it's rare that they apologize, even when they know they're wrong. It takes maturity to own a mistake, and you'll get more respect when you do. Talk to your teachers before class about what you're learning from them. You have a life outside class. Tell your teachers about it so they get to know you. They should know your skills, accomplishments, challenges you're facing and overcoming. Taken together, all this will result in better relationships with them and better letters of recommendation. The ideal teacher letter of recommendation will praise your academic ability your character in the classroom, your integrity. But more than that, colleges want to get to know your non-academic side. When a teacher comments on non-academic matters, that's really, really helpful to college admissions. At precisely the same time I was running my car off the road, blowing a tire, a fellow was on a riding mower cutting the grass of a nearby lawn. Perceiving my need, He walked over and with a very kind, calm, and understanding attitude, helped me change the flat. I forget how I explained myself to mom and dad when I returned home, but I remember the day as a turning point. I began actually to listen to my parents' advice after that. Not that I've always taken it, but at least I give them a hearing. To this day, when I find myself at a major crossroads, I solicit dad's opinion on what to do. Until next time, I'm your pre-college advisor, Dr. Riley. For more information about succeeding in high school, college apps, or to contact me, visit my website at collegeapp101.com. That's college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E, app, A-P-P, 101.com.